Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering The Artful Dodger Season 1, Episode 1, The Yankee Dodge. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching The Artful Dodger for the first time with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Been a time. Hi. It's been a while, Mr. Sal. Been a time. Every, you, you left me for dead for 15 <laughs> years to age up, but at least I'll come back a hero. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right there you have it it's all down to me isn't it <laughs> all right so uh, you're gonna hear folks a lot of accents that i think are good that are definitely not <laughs> they're pretty good i think they're good okay hey good i'm glad to hear somebody else thinks so because i uh so well who thinks they're bad what <laughs> who, who thinks, thinks they're, they're bad, bad? I, I don't know probably david thulis would think it's bad so <laughs> That's the actor who plays Fagan. Anyway, all right, Kurt, should we talk about why we're covering this first, or do you want to get right into our ratings? I'll leave the choice well, up to you. Well, I'll I'll ask you why are we covering this, Mr. Sal? You're the oh, one that's interested oh, in the okay. series. Okay, yeah. So I I um I've had an affinity for Charles Dickens in general and Oliver Twist specifically for a very long time. Uh, I when I was in high school, I was. Now, that's a long time ago, folks. So we're talking about 30 years ago here. I was, like, obsessed with the, the musical Oliver. I, I wanted so badly to... I was, I was in the musicals, and I, and I wanted so badly from the, the director to select Oliver in my senior year so that I could play Fagin in my senior year. And she did, and I did. And so I have played Fagin in the musical Oliver. Later on as an adult, I did a community theater version of Oliver and played Mr. Bumble. Uh, so I've been in Oliver twice. I've watched the musical so many times. Uh, I've read the I've read the novel. I, I It was a long time ago. I probably read it in like early days of college, maybe maybe end of high school. Um, so I don't remember a ton about the novel, but I, the, the musical, especially the movie musical, I could pretty much recite for you inside and out. Um, I love the setting. I love Dickens. I love the characters. I love the, the uh, I don't know, the, uh, the morality of it. I, I do love the the humor i think that oliver twist has more humor in it than a lot of dickens does uh and i watched this pilot episode because i was like oh i mean fagin is played by professor lupin i, I gotta watch this and see what it's like uh oh and oh an artful dodger is played by little sam from love actually and jojen reed from from game of thrones i i, I gotta watch this so I, I watched the first episode and i was like well that was super fun i really enjoyed that <laughs> and then i watched the second episode and i just i'm just having a hell of a lot of fun watching this series and we've been covering bodies and a murder at the end of the world, which are really, you know, they're, they're very interesting in their own ways. But I, fun is not a word I would use to describe either, either of those series. Them, what about whimsical? I, no, you would call murder at the end of the world whimsical. I would not. But I would not call either of them fun. Like when we get to the the series recap for both of those series, it's it's like. I'm really struggling to find, you know, funniest moment. Oh, yeah. I mean? it's not, they're not very humorous. But but this, I've watched the first two episodes with just a big smile on my face for the whole time. And uh, there have there were moments that made me like, you know, 
that, that triggered emotions in me. And there were moments that made me think, wow, that's an interesting moral question. So uh, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of good stuff to the series, but I think it's also just a lot of fun. So I, I, I we'll go ahead and guess our ratings now. Ratings. Okay, so as I mentioned, I, I've only seen the first two episodes now as we record this, but you had not seen any before Nothing. I picked this series, so you watched the first one. I don't know, I don't think you have any connection to the story of Oliver Twist at all, do you? No, all I yeah. know from Oliver Twist is, can I have more, Some please, more. sir? Yeah, That's so, yeah. yeah, he says that to Mr. Bumble, which is one of the characters that I did play <laughs> when I was in it the second time. Oh, so you know anyway. that line very well. That's I do. I do. So anyway, uh, all right. So I, coming into this with no background of Oliver Twist, I'm wondering if you aren't feeling like you would have felt if we had covered Watchmen without you reading it. You you, you, gotta always, you always got on my case because I was going to let you watch Watchmen without <laughs> having read the book. And here I am letting you watch this without having read the book. I mean, I think that they do a pretty good job of filling you in on what you need to f- be filled in on. Uh, without bogging you down in the history of it. And I can certainly fill in some of the gaps in the history for you if you want. Uh, but I, I don't think it was too frustrating for you. I think, you know, you did, you watched a, a, a gambling surgeon meet an old acquaintance who left him for dead uh, and, you know, experiment. Hey, thanks for that with, <laughs> yeah. darn that Oliver exp- Twist. Yes, exactly. That darn Oliver <laughs> Twist, yep. Uh, who gets invoked a couple of times in this episode. Um, I'm reasonably certain we're going to see Oliver Twist at some point in this series. But uh, and so I, I think that you can enjoy it for what it is and you don't really need to get bogged down in the details of the background. But uh, I think you probably had some fun with it. I think you were probably entertained by Fagan. I think you were probably, I think, I think you found Jack Dawkins, the Artful Dodger, to be uh a relatable character that you could certainly root for um i don't know how you felt about lady bell and that whole side of the of the episode you might have been a little annoyed by that so but i also don't know if you really were had any interest in this at all going into it so i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh I'm going to be optimistic that you didn't hate it, but not so optimistic that I think you liked it. And so you gave it a seven out of 10. Oh, there's also the pilot discount. I forgot about the pilot discount. You don't like pilots. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do think that they did a good job of really zooming in on one character with a couple of side characters that that were pretty meaty as well. So I, I, I don't think you give it a huge discount as a pilot, but I think, yeah, seven out of 10. All right. And for you, well, you picked this series, <laughs> so that's already I did. like um, yeah, we've joked about off uh, off the podcast how you've kind of given away your rating for at least these first two episodes because you yeah. liked them enough. <laughs> Actually, yeah. after you watched the first episode, I remember you you told me ah, I really liked that. It was cute, <laughs> but I, I liked it a lot. So <laughs> I you were at least talking a nine here. Did you say a ten? I guess the issue is I don't know. You're right. I don't know the previous, you know, what's happened in the universe and how much they really call upon it and whether like Fagin's true to character. And oh my God, Fagin, he stole the pocket watch. That means so much because of the original stuff. He lived off pocket watches. I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> how how wonderful they brought it back. Um, I mean, you obviously loved it. I'm, I'm going to go with 
you know, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, you gave it a 10. You loved it. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't give it a 10. I gave it a nine. I, 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 I did. I just enjoy the hell out of it. Really. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. I'm just sitting on my chair, just smiling and sh- like bouncing my shoulders saying, Oh, it's Dodger. <laughs> oh, it's And, and honestly, I think, uh, I think both of those guys just knock it out of the park with the, with these characters. I think they really well. Okay, yeah, because I mean, uh, David Thewlis, like th- so much of m- my enjoyment of this series comes down to do I like the characterization of Fagin? Because that's my guy. Fagin is my guy. And so if Fagin's great, then I'll probably love the series. And so far, Fagin is great. So uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Nine out of 10. How about you? So this r- reminds me of some of the discussions we had of lost episodes. Where one of us, I'll, well, you know, I'll, I'll name names now. You would rate it one way, <laughs> lower, and I would rate it a little higher. And you'd go, "Why'd you like this episode, Kurt?" Kurt, and then I would reply, "I don't know. I just liked it. It was. I, just, I, I was just having fun with it along the way. Maybe it wasn't useful to the plot at all. Who cares? Right? It was fun seeing what they did." And that's how I felt with this episode. I did also give it a nine. I thought it was oh. fun. I thought I I agree. It was it was both funny. They I like the main character a lot. I like Jack a lot, and Fagin's very great. funny. So yeah. with with a combination of those two, Belle, I could take her. I mean, she's fine. I don't dislike her. I just don't I know. know a lot about her. Right. It's fine. I like the, I, I for a pilot. Great job, right? I, I get to know Jack. Yeah. I think the, the surgeon stuff's really cool. Also hilarious. This whole theater angle to it all. I know. And the it's other... gruesome, too. <laughs> it is. Like... It's, well, that just makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, so I, I gave it a nine. I, I, Despite not knowing it as well as you know it, I still yeah. did enjoy it. And I felt that I didn't feel lost at all. Like, good. Th- this could have been a wholly new IP. And I... Uh-huh. I wouldn't. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, there, there's it, a whole other universe that I'm missing out on. Yeah, and there's there's certainly they're certainly going to lock people out of the series if if they're relying on their knowledge of a you know 200 year old novel <laughs> written by a man who was paid by the word. So it's 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 so they're definitely making it accessible. Is that to true? Everyone. Yeah, he was, he was paid, paid by the word. word. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why Dickens is so wordy. Have you ever read Dickens? No. Oh man, Dickens is one of my favorite authors. It, nobody, I, I in my mind, nobody writes characters like Dickens. Like uh, his characters are so interesting, but he is so wordy. <laughs> like it's like unbelievable. Man's got to get paid. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> no, I I haven't read all of Dickens' collected works here. I've I've read um, Oliver Twist. I've read Great Expectations, which is probably my favorite of his. I've read A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, one of the few books that I've cried while reading that that, that doesn't happen oh, very much with that one I did lost <laughs> that's the title of an episode in lost the tale of two cities you're right yeah. <laughs> uh I've, I've read his version of a Christmas Carol uh that might be all that I've read of his but the uh, it, it's so daunting to pick up a Dickens book and say okay I'm gonna read this now <laughs> it's like I don't know how I ever did do it honestly because it is a daunting task but it is really good it's really interesting so that so as far as the background uh, i'll give you a little bit of background about Mm -hmm. dodger oliver and fagan um 
Oliver Twist was uh, an orphan in a workhouse in London. He escapes after asking for more. He's like threatened and he just escapes. And well, actually, he gets sold. I'm sorry. He gets sold by the people from the workhouse and eventually escapes and, and makes his way to London. And in London, he is kind of connects with this guy, the Artful Dodger, Jack Dawkins, who's a, basically a professional pickpocket. He's like, you know, a tween. Like we're talking about like 10, 11, 12 year old kids here. Uh, and it turns out that Dodger is part of this this band of merry pickpockets led by Fagan. And Fagan is this old guy who's just got a whole bunch of kids thieving for him. And it's very up in the air about about Fagan's morality. It's one of the reasons why I love Fagan so much, especially in, in the musical. Uh, it, he's... His morality is very much up in the air because he's he's he does try to intervene on behalf of peace and, and no violence, um, but he also you know does have this child labor of uh, yeah thieves, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and and so he is like he's like when you hear Fagin say stuff in this episode like you know I I I I woke up my mouth was dry because I had no tears left because I was so devastated that I lost my beautiful boy. But then you also hear, you know, him say things like I would never turn you in as long as you keep me off that chain gang. Like cuz do they do they hang criminal escaped convicts in Australia? Oh, I guess they do. So like it, it, he's very flip-floppy like that. He he seems to genuinely care but also, it, well, it's really not about show. you. Like, it's, yeah, it's, like it's something about, it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it's it's so Fagan has always been a really interesting character to me. Uh, the way that their stories end in the novel uh, is a little different from the way they end in the musical. So, in the novel, which is seemingly what they're basing this on. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into how it ends in the musical because that's not what they're basing this on. So, if you folks, if you're interested in how it ends in the musical, go watch the musical <laughs> or email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail at gmail dot com, and I'll I'll email you back. But in the novel, um, Fagin is sentenced to hang, so that that is consistent with what they're showing with what okay. they're showing here. Like we don't actually see him hang, right? Um, he's sentenced to hang. Dodger does get arrested and sent off to jail. We don't really see what happens to him afterwards. And Oliver Twist does uh, get adopted by his, uh, like someone who's connected to the family that he was born to. You know, he discovers who he was born to and gets adopted by someone who's connected to them. And there's okay. a, there's another character who I, I want to mention because I'm reasonably certain he's got to show up. And his name is Monks. Monks is Oliver's half brother who hates Oliver and tries to do anything that he can to un to undermine like Oliver cutting him out of the family will or anything else like that. In in the books it says that he ends up in the new world and and it says that he dies, but you know, we don't see him die. So And anyway. so Fagan yeah. Is he saved from the noose in the book, or is he just no. sentenced to it? He's sentenced to death in the book. Like we don't actually okay. see him hang, but he's sentenced to death. Um, it is there is a meeting between Fagan and Oliver. Oliver does go to see him after he's been arrested and sentenced to death, but uh, he and Oliver, and Fagan begs for his forgiveness, uh, and Oliver just kind of brushes him off. But it is possible that. The, what they're showing you here is possible that it could have happened. 
Okay. I'm it's, glad to see it's, Yeah, it's not it's not likely. Most likely Fagan just hanged. Yeah. But it is possible that Oliver came in with the last second reprieve and got him off. Well, I, I, anyway. I'd love to hear that they got out of there. Yeah. Now we get to see this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I, I just thought it was so damn fun to watch. Like I, I, I thought it was really, cute. I, I, yeah. It, it, it like, is cute. Seeing is cute. Jack in the surgery, the surgery stuff's hilarious. It like, is. This theater, imagine waking up as this guy going under surgery. <laughs> Just, and everyone just cheer like, yeah, chop off his leg. It's great. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I mean, I, they're cheering for the doctor. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> who's it gonna be? Is it gonna? Be? It's me. Yes, like it's it's really cool. But honestly, you know, um, that that t- time period in, in scientific history, like scientists were like the pop culture of the time <laughs> it's a it, it, it's not a stretch to say that people would show up to scientific lectures the way we show up to like concerts now it was i mean it's like you should be so, like a, a solo scientist back then right yeah like yeah, a, yeah like a basement scientist figuring stuff yep. out yeah so anyway, it's I think I thought it was really cool. I also I don't think there's nothing to it either. I think there's and maybe it's just because I have the history of Fagan and Dodger that uh, there there is I think a lot there's there's stuff here. There's stuff here that they can build on. There's stuff here about childhood trauma. There's stuff here about uh egocentrism or, or at least um altruism versus being selfish. Like there there's stuff here. Uh, and there's stuff here about, you know, even where Bell and Dodger are concerned about, uh, you know, he's got this more, this, this, not moral, but he's got this quandary at the end. <laughs> he says, I'm thinking about it, you know, where she gives him the choice. You can either, I can blow the whistle on you or you can make me the first female surgeon, you know, and, and he's got to really think about that because there's a cost to both things. All right, Kurt. Well, let's talk about our favorite scenes, shall we? Favorite scenes. Okay, I had this. I had three scenes written down for you, and I circled one. But in the conversation we've been having, I've changed my mind. So, uh, but I'm going to hedge anyway and tell you the the three that I (laughs) written down and the one I originally had circled before I tell you which one I'm actually going with. So, the three I had written down were the flashback to the cell with Fagan like looking in the window and and telling Dodger he's he's got to leave him for now. Uh, But that I didn't have that circled, and I'm not going with it now. The one I originally had circle was <laughs> the one I yeah, ever seen. Ever seen was your favorite. Um, the one I originally had circled was Jack and Bell in the carriage with Charlie, where Jack kind of spouts off about the responsibility of being a surgeon. Uh, I originally had had circled that one, but in the talking with you, I think I got to go with a surgery because it sounds like you really like the surgeries, uh, and I think probably. The most entertaining surgery because it's also got Fagan trying to pickpocket the necklace or not pocket but take the necklace is the Yankee Dodge scene. So I'll go with that. The Yankee Dodge. Okay. The, the Yankee, Yankee Dodge. Dodge. <laughs> All right. And I think just because you're a big fan and you're you're very fond of Fagan, uh, was Fagan's return. So when Jack and Doctor Sneed are designating prison labor as is. Gains sending them all to the chain gang. <laughs> chain gang, chain gang. 
You're getting Fagan on the chain gang. Even if he doesn't yeah. last long, we need more on the chain gang. <laughs> I think yeah. that whole sequence, I don't know when you want to end it, but him learning well, that yeah. Fagan's alive to when mm-hmm. he takes him to his quarters is when I ended it. But I don't, I, I, when would you consider that scene over? So I considered that scene over uh, after Captain Gaines left, but and then a, a new scene with him taking him to the quarters. But okay, I agree then. That's okay. Wait, wait yes. Wait, okay. Is the new scene him taking him to the quarters or him at the and, quarters and, and and at the quarters, like oh, to the quarters both... to at the quarters. It's all like one conversation. Yeah. Okay. So I'd not... say like. Like Captain Gaines is the separator to me. If if you want to combine that all into one scene, go ahead. I don't care. Combine it all into one scene, and that's your favorite scene. Although now, I don't yeah, think it's it definitely. My, I mean, it, it was my okay. favorite scene anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, no, well, the thing is, like, the post Captain Gaines stuff was my favorite scene. But if you're gonna let me include the pre Captain Gaines stuff, too, yeah, sure, or the Captain Gaines stuff, then that's definitely my favorite scene. Sure, I mean, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. Yeah, so that, then you get it right, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my favorite, and and I've got a I've got plenty to say about that. But what was your favorite scene? Man, Mister Cell, you shouldn't have swapped your vote. Really? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you you had it right. It was. Uh, well, I I don't know if you'd count it, but it's when they first meet, then them in the carriage. I put those as the same scene. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. if not, if I have to pick one, it is them in the carriage. Precisely. Okay. Uh, because, bro. So, so starting off when well, they first, well, well sorry. Yep. Yeah. Starting no, off I was just, so let's talk meet, about that scene first. Yeah. When they first meet, Bella's trying to help the kid out whatever way she can. Jack's told about it. Comes over, kind of takes control of the situation, and wants to. You know my analogy. I love going back to. He's the <laughs> hammer. Everything's a nail, right? The solution to all problems, amputation. <laughs> Bell, trying to recommend a screw to the hammer does not work very well, right? The hammer <laughs> is not used to the screw being ether, right? I, this no. is almost literally a, a good analogy because he does kind of need a screw here. <laughs> so Bell recommends the screw. He's the hammer, although he he's, he's a willing hammer. He's willing to learn his way to become oh, a yeah, screwdriver. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get more into why in a bit. But they have to go somewhere else. Bell can take him in the carriage. They even leave Mortimer behind, <laughs> which is which is funny in itself. It uh, definitely is. It and is. Fagan's I like to, whimsically in the back. I, I, <laughs> I do like the juxtaposition because they showed us the carriage ride between Mortimer between Smales and Bell just prior to showing us this carriage scene. So this is a much more energetic carriage ride. Yeah, it's a lot than more. what it was. <laughs> they have no, no things in common. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. And so the highlight of it for me, though, was on this carriage ride, the argument, right? Like, try mm-hmm. the ether. It, it, it's got a, It's going to help. I mean, it's a little untested, but look at all the samples of it working. It's Take mm-hmm. the risk for this kid. Where's your bravery? Where's your spine? But Jack gives a very yeah. good counterpoint, which is, yeah, he doesn't want to risk someone's life on his ego trying to play God, right? If mm-hmm. listen, it's great if the kid can keep their leg, but if I amputated, I, I'm positive that I, I I can have them live. If I try to save it, they could die in the process, and that's not a risk worth taking. I don't know it well enough. 
That's right. Uh, is he, yeah, yeah. Which, which is, which is kind of humbling of him. But Bell it, it is him too and brings him over to her residence, the governor's residence. And you you do get the impression from Jack that like he genuinely does care about what he's doing, about being good at it, about his patience. Like he does seem to have know, quite a sense of morality. Like he doesn't yeah. want to steal. He complains to Fega yep. every time he steals, and mm-hmm. he genuinely wants people to live. And he's yeah, an all-right yeah, yeah. poker player. <laughs> I mean, except when people are cheating against him. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, you know, think about the, all the surgeries that we've seen. You know, Charlie, he's like, he doesn't want to try this new thing because he's afraid he's going to kill Charlie. He intervenes when the professor comes in and tries to do the surgery because he sees that the professor is doing it wrong and he doesn't want this guy to die. He tells the first guy, you know, like, I'm gonna to try to make this as quick as possible for you. Like, like even though he's playing to the crowd, he kind of leans in and says, "I'm really gonna to try to make this as quick as possible." You know what I mean? So, he he is definitely someone who cares, uh, but he's also got to put on the show as well. What a wild because, thing, though! It was was this a real oh, thing when people did surgery? Was there theater rooms just to like watch I mean, them the, for the fun of it? I know people did I that mean, they to are, like learn. Yeah, they are called operating theaters um, at a certain point in history. I don't know if they still are, but... You know, why Why don't we bring that back? <laughs> you want to do that? I guess it's not as much of a show. Going fast does make it a bit of a show. Oh, right? yeah. And the screaming. Doing... <laughs> like, like, the person being awake. Yeah. <laughs> it does make it... I, yeah. It does make it interesting. I, I would kind of want to attend that in a morbid yeah, way. All right. All right. Yeah, that's very morbid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, there's also HIPAA. So we probably should <laughs> not shouldn't be attending surgeries, but uh but yeah, it's it is interesting. But yeah, I I get the impression that he's a doctor who takes it seriously and really cares about his patients. Certainly. So it, it makes so it makes sense why he doesn't want to amputate. Also because he's a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. So why, well, why, why is that your favorite scene or sequence so, of scenes? So my yeah, my favorite scene. Does, I mean, if you're going to let me start from from Bacon showing up, I mean, my goodness, that what a gift! Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but Jack is surprised when he sees Fagan. You know, he thought that he died. He was hanged 15 years ago, but. What I love about this part of the scene is Fagin playing both sides here. You know, I would never do that. It hurts me to hear you, to even think about it. You know, but then he, he says things like, ah, they, they hang escaped convicts here. You know, <laughs> don't, you know, if I, I, I hate to be backed into a corner because backed into a corner, the people bite. Don't make me bite, you dodge. Like you know, that, that type of stuff is so, it's so Fagin. And I just feel, feel like David Thielus nailed it. The writers nailed it. They're like, he's telling you how much he loves you and how much he cares about you, and he would never hurt you unless, unless it means that he would suffer in the meantime. <laughs> so like that that's such a that's such a vague thing to to do. It was great. But uh it, it's also pretty funny when Captain Gaines shows up and he's like, yeah, I think I was gonna keep him as my convict servant. Like oh, a bit unorthodox, but I see untapped potential. Oh, very untapped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like they just keep referencing his smell. Like <laughs> he smells. What do you say? He smells like a uh, like a pigsty or whatever. Anyway, it's it's funny and it's Fagin and it's really great. But then he takes him and and he he tells Fagin to you know, pick up my case, and Fagin's just like why. 
because the thing is, Jack has been Fagan's, you know, and I he'd call him his employee, but I mean, essentially, uh, unpaid labor for a long time. He was, you know, the first however many years of his life, he was carrying Fagan stuff around. He was pickpocketing for Fagan. So for Fagan to be told, pick up my case by Dodger is like, I, I get it. Why? So uh, anyway, uh, he's he's pissed at Fagan though for leaving him in a cell as a boy after Oliver Twist got him arrested, which that is tracks with what happens in the book that Dodger pickpocketed like I think it was a snuff box in the in the book. They call it a watch here, but it's and, and Oliver just put, turns him in. Oliver, you know, is making his choice here, but Fagan claims to have gone back for him and, and thought that he would he died you know he, he said he, he escaped with no shoes and how could anybody survive the winter in that but he, he says that he was overwhelmed with grief he longed to be hanged but oliver twist that no good do-gooder <laughs> gave him a reprieve at the last second but i i love this because this is what fagan does he weasels his way into your heart by telling you how much he loves you how much he cares about you like it, it broke my heart dodge I, I cried oh so much i woke up with such a dry mouth because all the tears had been cried and and it's it's like you can't help but believe him because he's he's emoting like this but jack was taken in by this guy captain grim you know i was given a chance by a great man he's like oh there you go thank you I, I, that's what a father does <laughs> jack's like well not you he takes all the credit here <laughs> he does he does yeah and, and he says he noticed my my how quick my hands were when i when i pickpocketed and so he made me an officer and, and made me a service and he's like there you go it's all down to me then pickpocketing you know I, I if i hadn't taught you how to be a pickpocket you wouldn't be a surgeon right now <laughs> like but that's that's the fagan thing to say like i i i need you i fagan need you to see how valuable i am to you so that i can manipulate and use you more Yes, as the so, good I, man Fagan. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, then uh, Jack just tells him about the debt that he owes and, and gets pulled away from the surgery to the to uh, the surgery before uh, the prof intervenes. But the anyway, operation so, Yes, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, this is this is my favorite scene just because it's Fagan being Fagan. It's like I love you so much. You mean everything to me. You are everything to me. I couldn't live without you. What would I do without you? But, but don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> but don't mess with me. And you kind of need me too. You know what I mean? So it's it's like it's a really it's odd, man. If if Fagan keeps up this way with David Thewlis doing it like this and the writers doing it like this, I'm going to be a very happy person. I'm, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's written. Such that a fan of the universe like yourself, the Oliver Twist story, enjoys mm-hmm. it. They've kept true to form. Yeah. Will they will they keep it up though, I guess? Or will uh, Fagan completely change how would you feel Fagan's character fundamentally changes? Like he learns and now he's different. Because well, there's the enough... way his character is, I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. Should he really learn? Well, I mean, he, he's been at it a very long time. Like generations of kids has have gone through his <laughs> his thing. Like Tutelage. he's got like 
yeah it's true like he has like the the big bad of oliver twist is named bill sykes and bill sykes is like this like humongous menacing just awful human being like uh and and an, an adult but he's one of fagan's former kids you know what i mean and the kids all want to grow up to be like bill sykes right bill sykes by the way is clearly dead at the end of the book so if if bill sykes shows up i'm gonna be that that might be a tarnish on the record of the series what do you mean by clearly ah yeah let's go into it i, I mean i could tell you bill sykes is uh-huh. is he's running from the cops and he's got like a rope he's like jumping from rooftop to rooftop and he's like trying to get the rope from one rooftop to another and he he puts it he's putting it trying to put it around his waist but instead of stepping through it he puts it over his shoulders and before he can get it down to his waist it it, the rope pulls him off the roof and he hangs himself accidentally oh geez well then, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be back then. <laughs> yeah, he should not be back. He definitely should not be. Nancy is a huge character in the book. She should not be back either. She is definitely dead. Bill kills her. But uh, I'm spoiling a 200 year old novel here, folks. I know. I'm sorry. With spoilers, <laughs> Charles Dickens rolling in his grave right now. All of those words uh, I wrote, uh, but I was paid for each words. one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You you rest easy knowing that your wallet was padded. I, I wrote <laughs> that story in 50 pages. Then I padded By the way, it I'm I'm, ass- I'm assuming that the Charlie in this episode is named so because of Charles Dickens, but I might be wrong about that. There is actually a character named Charles Charlie in Oliver Twist in the book, but that's neither here nor I mean, there. They're not in London that's... anymore, right? That was all in London. No. They've been. We've been told a couple of times this isn't London. Yeah, this is Australia, <laughs> right? They're in the prison. Yeah, this colony. is Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah, and the, now there are some things they could do with Fagin. Like Fagin is a very flexible character because, depending on the depiction, like and your perspective, like he could be someone who wants to turn over a new leaf. Uh, new leaf. Yeah. Um. He, in fact his big solo number in the musical is called reviewing the situation. And it's about him contemplating leaving a life of crime to, to become an honest person. Uh, and he keeps like talking about all the, the reasons why he should. And then he talks himself out of it. Every verse he talks himself out of it. <laughs> and, and you know, I think I better think it out again is what, is what he keeps saying. And, and he ultimately decides, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a bad guy and there's nothing I can do about it. This is the way I got to stay. So, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they decide to make him take one route or another, but I prefer Fagan, who's always walking that line. A little gray. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Kurt, let's play a game. Who said it? All right, Kurt, I have three quotes for you. The first one should be a gift. This should be so easy. Are you ready for the first one? scared. (laughs) You are gambling against death with only your wit for Auntie. Oh, yeah, it is a given. (laughs) (laughs) This is Jack DeBell in the carriage. That's right. That's Jack DeBell in your favorite scene. And kind of for Charlie as well. 
Yes, exactly. The the entire quote, I love this quote, by the way. This is I mean it's it's more than just a quote. It's it's like a whole bit. I love this though. He says the biggest risk to any surgeon is the addiction to feeling like God. You are gambling against death with only your wit for ante, and that is bloody exhilarating. But the risk is not yours. There's a person beneath your hands. This is this is the definition of Dodger now, or at least of Jack Dawkins. Like this is designed, I think, to show us that this is not the Jack Dawkins that we remember from Oliver Twist, who was just he was gonna pick your pocket and he was not gonna apologize for it. But he thought that you know that's just an honest job picking pockets. This is a, a show of humility, it's a show of self-awareness to say something like the addiction to feeling like God, you are gambling against death with only your wit for ante, and that is bloody exhilarating. To recognize that about oneself is a level of self-awareness that I hope to have someday. <laughs> right? To to recognize that you are in this for the rush, but that there's more to this rush than than it's you kind of should a, be. I won't say it exactly, but it's kind of breaking badass. There's a famous scene kind mm-hmm. of you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. I do, yeah. 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 But I, I think that his self-awareness is makes him different from Walter White. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How yeah. self-aware at this point. And yes. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um, that's uh, you got it. That's your favorite scene. So that should have been an easy one. So now let's do something a little bit trickier. You ready? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. If it helps, I do feel bad about this. Hmm. Well, I mean, first thought is it's got to be one of the surgeries. If it helps, I do feel bad about this. Wait a second. Oh, oh, I know what it is, actually. It's not one of the surgeries. You try to make me think that, I bet. But really, it's Fagan. <laughs> this is the past, the flashback. Fagan with, I think, Oliver Twist and some of the kids looking at a young artful dodger, Jack, who's been imprisoned. And he's basically telling him, Allison, I would love to rescue. We're right here. We'd love to do it, but we can't. They're trying to get me for murder. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. But, but hey, yeah. I do feel bad about this stuff. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly that. You got it right. Very good. Very good. Oliver Twist is not with them, though. Oliver, this, okay. is, this is after Oliver Twist has like turned on them. So, yeah, Jack flashes back. He's He's like having a moment in the empty surgery. This is after the guy has, or the professor has come in and, uh, nicked him. Yeah. Nicked, nicked the wrong artery. Right. So I don't, I hesitate to say nicked because nicked (laughs) has a different connotation in this setting as well. But anyway, uh, yeah, he, he's the professor has killed this guy and he's blaming Jack for it. And Jack's in the surgery, having a moment. And he's remembering this flashback where he was thrown to prison as a child. And Fagan won't or can't get him out right now because he's being framed for murder. But he does say, I'd never leave you. But he actually is leaving him. <laughs> this is, and this is what I mean about Fagan. Like, I'd never leave you as long as it doesn't hurt me. So he says, in, in the meantime, though, who's really in prison? Me and the boys are chained <laughs> to the vicissitudes of having to make a living. You know what, you know what Fagan really reminds me of? Jack Sparrow. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very Jack yes, Sparrow-esque, right? Like he'll he feel morality. He'll do yeah. something, but by the end of the day, Jack Sparrow cares yeah. about Jack Sparrow. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. So, but and I love the way he just rationalizes this crap, right? Like it does. me yeah, and boys it's, it's are changing good. the vicissitudes of having to make a living. You got a roof over your head. You got a meal every once in a while. Fifteen years, you'll be a king. It's good <laughs> it's, mental gymnastics. It, it is. It is. But he even says, like in the same breath, like. Uh, I, he says, like, I'd never leave you, but and, you know, in 15 years, you'll be a king. Like, clearly, he is leaving you for the 15 years, like, right? Um, and he says, you know, I do feel bad about this, which I, I do kind of believe. I think that he does care about Dodger, but not enough. Not as much as he cares about himself. I will say this, too. He does say this line in this, um, in this scene. He says, got to look out for number one right mm-hmm. oh yeah so i just want to read you an excerpt from the from the novel <laughs> i know right <laughs> it's book study time folks all right put on my reading glasses Ooh. <laughs> I'll put so on mine he too. says <laughs> yeah exactly he says um some conjurers say that number three is the magic number and some say number seven it's neither my friend neither it's number one in a little community like ours, dear Fe- my dear, this is Fagan talking, of course, we have a general number one. That is, you can't consider yourself as number one without considering me too as the same and all the other young people. You see, we are so mixed up together and identified in our interests that it must be so. For instance, it's your object to take care of number one, meaning yourself. Well, you can't take care of yourself, number one, without taking care of me, number one. And then somebody says, somebody, somebody says, number two, you mean? No, I don't, says Fagan. I'm of the same importance to you as you are to yourself. So that, <laughs> that is Fagan. so that's fagan so it's to hear him say now uh i gotta look out for number one it's like ah yes that's 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 exactly fagan you got it anyway but i do like the idea of a general number one right (laughs) we're all number one together (laughs) equally (laughs) yes because if i go down you're i mean the the implication there is if i go down you're going down with me so don't let me go down (laughs) so anyway all right one more quote for you are you ready yes okay last quote i hear a beating can be quite nourishing for the imbecile mr sal of course this is hysterical this is this <laughs> gain when jack and fagan come in fagan's pretending to be prussian but at some point jack reveals <laughs> that he's lost half his brain and <laughs> Quite as smart as he used to be, Samus Gain <laughs> recommends a beating. Have you tried beating him? I understand a good beating can be quite nourishing for the imbecile. I see how she's married to Mr. Gain. Right, Mr. right. <laughs> yeah, so Jack is, is off making house, call, house calls with his supposed to be mute servant, <laughs> Fagan. But as soon as Mrs. Gaines opens the door, Fagin chimes right in with his German accent. Did did he do this a lot in the book, the novel, where he'd be like a con man? 
Well, he, I mean, he, he is a or con confidence man, man, but I guess. Like where he, he very, Fagan in the book very rarely interacts with people who don't know him. He is a very shadowy figure. Like Got he it, is okay. the man behind the man behind the man, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so he, he interacts with like his associates, his, the, you know, the kids, uh, Bill Sykes and Nancy. Like he interacts with them, but he very rarely interacts with, you know, society at large. All right. So anyway, um, this is uh, now Dr. Gunstaffer is what he's calling himself. But anyway, Mrs. Gaines clearly is hitting on Jack and, and Fagan is clearly coveting the, uh, the goods in the house as well. And Fagan wants to make uh, this their thing. Jack distracts while Fagan steals. So they do another house call to another well-off lady. This is uh, Dr. Dawkins and Dr. Legoff now. <laughs> uh, and and it's claiming to be from France. Jack says, oh, well, the French you know, smell and then taste the sputum. So he makes Fagin do exactly that. Uh, and then Fagin smells the sputum, tastes the sputum, and peeps the rubies, and he knows what he wants, which is going to be the instigator for much to come. Yes, that necklace. I, I thought that the, the house calls were hilarious. I thought they were funny, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fagin putting on an accent and and when he gets caught he out does in call French. <laughs> yes exactly oh and he just makes up he babbles yeah. <laughs> he's from, from he's from provence anyway um he does he does say to dodger i don't know if it's this scene it might be later you know when dodger's like why are you doing this he says because <laughs> they're not going to come after me it's going to be you that gets in trouble so it's just more fagan holding this over dodger like D fagan's not fagan can't really do anything on his own he needs people like dodger to get him into places like this so that he can do the pickpocketing or he can have dodger do the pickpocketing so anyway it's it's interesting it's fun and i think that you went three for three kurt yeah good score good series then i knew i liked oh. the series i knew it <laughs> all right kurt let's uh, recap the remaining scenes our opening scene is a splice between the operating theater and the gambling boat and the crowd is ravenous for a cut meanwhile jack dawkins is all in on a hand of poker but darius cheats him with this mechanism he like taps his foot and a card comes out into his hand Cheats at Dodger out of the winnings. This is kind of a theme in show hoppers, people cheating in poker. I, right, right. I remember one other one. I remember out of range, but where else did we see it? Oh, that's the only one I'm referring to. This is becoming a theme. Oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> okay, gotcha. there's, there's two instances count as a theme, or is it becoming a I theme? I don't know. I don't know. You you played poker this weekend, right? Yeah, I did. I cheated you a do lot that? too. Oh, you cheated a lot. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Three cards in my end of Texas Hold'em. <laughs> no. Well, Jack's about to lose a hand, but he's good for it. So he races to the hospital where yeah, he poaches this <laughs> surgery uh, from Dr. Rainsford Sneed. And he plays to the crowd while also being compassionate with the patient. That's what I mean. He, you know, he he's He's playing it up to the crowd, like, ah, oh, it's me, yay, I get to make the cut. And he leans in and he says, this will be the worst 30 seconds of your life. I need you to go to your happy place. I promise I'll make it as quick as I can. Like, that's 
he he's understands both situations. He needs to be compassionate for this guy, but he also he's gotta needs make those to play tips. the crowd. Use That's those right. Tips. Those thimbles. Those thimbles are useful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you see the thimbles in the hat afterwards? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's so insulting. Like, it is. is. You know, whatever, you're not going to leave a tip fine, but you just leave like yeah. random bits of trash and stuff you don't I need know. in there. Like a random bolt. I, yeah, I don't need that. I mean, that, I, uh, we don't know. Maybe thimbles were valuable then. I have no idea. Anyway, they're metal. Maybe, 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 they're, maybe they're valuable. Anyway, he breaks Rainsford's record. They even pass the hat for him. Again, not much in it. Over across the way, Lady Bell Fox repulses her sister, Fanny, with her plague mask, anatomical drawings, and ether. She's clearly interested in medicine, and Fanny is more interested in Bell marrying someone, Mortimer Smales, perhaps, so that she can get married herself. Uh, Bell doesn't like that idea. She thinks that Fanny should be able to marry whoever she wants, whenever she wants, but that's just not the way it is. She even offers to have, let her go marry the honorable snail <laughs> <laughs> i've had uh, right. yeah yeah darius is the guy who beat uh jack at, at cards and his lackey i don't know this guy's name unfortunately they they chase down jack after he and charlie watched captain Gaines hang an escaped convict so charlie is here in this scene did you notice that oh you're right because he did say charlie yeah, yeah. So this is Charlie, and this is, uh, and he, he says this is an escaped convict, and Jack, of course, is also an escaped convict. No good. But Darius chases him down, and he has until Tuesday to get him 26 pounds after we already heard Rainsford Sneed say to Jack, when have you ever had a pound? <laughs> so pretty 26 broke. pounds sounds pretty daunting. All right, Mortimer, Mortimer Snails arrives. And gets Bell uh, greets Bell with a poem, <laughs> and and when he concludes the first two lines of his poem, Bell says no, thank you, and walks away. <laughs> I think it's funny how he went to the wrong. He went to Fanny at first. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> just well, Fanny was very eager, <laughs> and just the just the poem in general, like such beautiful eyes, never seen her before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, eyes so full of light fill me with such delight. No, thank you. <laughs> all right Gaines and uh sneed and jack check in the convicts off the boat and then we get my favorite couple of scenes i guess or my favorite scene all right jack we mentioned after my favorite scene at the end of my favorite scene gets called to the surgery to help with this guy with this gigantic mass on the back of his knee that looks so painful i can't even think about it he tries to surgically repair the bread seller's pop popliteal aneurysm i guess that's what it's called whatever that but is the drunk whatever that is but the drunken professor comes in cuts in and cuts wrong it kills the bread seller but prof the professor blames jack for distracting him i mean so, jack was kind of distracting and all you know eh. he was telling the professor not to do it and so on and so forth yeah, and unfortunately, Jack seems to be to have been damned if he did, damned if he didn't here. Because I think if he didn't intervene, the professor would have gotten on his case for not intervening. But anyway, Rainsford Sneed and uh, the professor try to convince Governor Fox, which would be Lady Bell's father, to fire Jack. But the governor's wife reminds him how highly recommended he was by someone very important to Governor Fox. 
So he gives him another chance. But if he steps one toe out of line, by the way, did you notice Lady Bell was like looking through the books in the library while this conversation was going on? No. Okay, she she was. She mentioned listening in. Yeah, well, she mentions that you know the last surgeon that they had killed three people in one surgery. Oh yeah, that like, part. Yeah, shit. that's a real fun yeah. fact, by the way. What? That is a true, yeah, that is a true fact. If you didn't know that, the, <laughs> the, that is the highest mortality rate of a surgery ever. Was the surgeon? I don't remember his name, but it was three hundred percent mortality of this time period. So they might be the same. <laughs> the surgeon they're saying, but he he basically he nicked his co-surgeon or whoever his assistant was, killed a patient and got himself killed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think it was by infection, some of them. But yeah, he he killed himself, someone else, and the, oh, okay. the patient. Well, that wasn't what they said here. They said the patient, the fellows, or uh, one of the other doctors, and an onlooker are like a, a spectator. Oh, okay. Then so, it's not. Maybe, well, maybe so, I but, remember the story wrong. But there's someone with a 300% mortality rate. That is true. That's that is interesting. Oh my gosh! Uh, but anyway, she, while she's saying that, she is looking up popliteal aneurysm in one of the books. That's what she's. That's the book she gets down off the shelf, and that's what she's reading about. I don't know if that matters or not, but I just thought interesting. Okay, uh, we already talked about Jack in the cell in the flashback. All right, Smales continues to repulse Belle with his poetry, and her mother convinces her to talk to him about hospitals. You know what? She's going to take him to one instead because she's been meaning to go anyway. Jack goes and checks in on a patient. His helper, I don't know this guy's name either, unfortunately. Did you catch any names for these? Okay. Jack's helper, the guy who passed the hat in the surgery, has made a prosthetic. Cool looking peg leg. Yep. Uh, Even put a little padding in there so it hurts less. Fagan has tried to escape but thought better of it and is kind of stuck in the window here. I thought butter. I mean, he seized up. It appears he couldn't get back in. Hey, you know, if you spend that many, that much time in chains on a boat, you know, see how limber you are. Gang, let's go. <laughs> Chain gang, exactly. They go to make the house calls. Then we get the two carriage rides, and when we get there to the to the mansion, the governor's mansion, Fagan convinces Jack to do one last job to pay off his debt. Which I mean, this is a very common story one last yeah, trope job, right? one last time yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly after all what's he going to do for work with one hand dodger says then i'm clean and, and fagan says of course you are dear now he always calls his kids my dear he calls lots of people my dear but uh this is a this is a very let me remind you where you come from thing for fagan to say of course you of course you are my dear so Jack is coerced into performing the Yankee Dodge for all the guests. Meanwhile, Fagan steals the necklace and drops it in Jack's pocket. Captain Gaines requires everyone to be searched. Jack somehow doesn't have it. Belle isn't well and try and tells uh, Jack to take her upstairs. Now, when she proclaims that she's not well and she, she kind of falls on Dodge, you can see her reach into his pocket. So that's where she did it. Anyway, well, in her room. I, I just want to note that I wonder if there's going to be a pickpocket that we have to like watch out for. That'll be pivotal to the story but that we'll visually see, but won't be mm-hmm. mentioned. I don't think that'll be the ah, case. I'm curious for interesting. it. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. In her room, she disrobes. There's lots of sexual tension here as mm-hmm. he examines her. 
But she's found him out. She knows, and she has the necklace. And she says, make me the first female surgeon or the noose. Those are your choices. And he has to think about it. So So he's got Fagan threatening him with the noose in a way. Yep. This girl. Yeah. Yeah. Darius is threatening to cut off his hands. Which one? My choice. Well, that's something, isn't it? (laughs) God. All right. Kurt, that is the end of the episode. But it is not the end of our time together. In fact, where time is concerned, it's time to check the time with TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. Listeners, TV time is an app that we use. This is not a paid advertisement for TV time, by the way, but just an explanation to you. It's an app that we use to track our TV viewing, or at least I do. Kurt keeps saying he's going to, but but never does. Maybe one day. Maybe for this <laughs> So anyway, I can tell it that I watched an episode uh, and it will keep track of my place. You know, how how many or what, if I forget which episode I'm on, because I went back. I, I went back and watched this episode, episode one, before we did this podcast. But I'm really on episode three of The Artful Dodger. Now, whether or not Hulu knows where I am is a, a whole other situation. But TV time does know where I am. It, to- it knows that I left off finishing episode two and I'm on episode three. TV time also tells me, and this is one of my favorite things about TV time, when upcoming series are returning. For example, as we record this, and this is not uh, going to be relevant by the time we drop this, but as we record this, I'm looking at TV time and it's telling me there are 56 days until the premiere of season 12 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm so excited. That's wonderful news. But I would not have known that if I did not look on TV Time. So thank you, TV Time. Uh, TV Time also, once I tell it that I've watched the episode, gives me some things that I can do. I can give it a rating on a scale from one to five. I can, and then once I do, I can see what everybody else rated it. So I can see what percentage of people agree with me and what percentage disagree with me. I can tell how the episode made me feel that it made me feel shocked or amused or scared or bored or whatever I want. Uh, lots of different, there are 12 different emotions there. And I can tell it that. And again, see what other people said as well. And then our favorite thing to do is talk about our favorite characters in the series or in the episode. Uh, and I can vote for my favorite character in the episode and again, see what the users of TV time voted for as well. So Kurt, my question to you, I've already checked all the boxes on this episode unfortunately so i can't take any guesses i can guess yours uh i mean obviously i think you you gave it a five out of five stars yeah, because you gave it a nine the out of ten gave it a five out of five yeah is that what you're saying the people gave it a five they gave it a four okay you say the people gave it a four uh 21 of the people gave it a four but 70 percent oh. gave it a five <laughs> you getting my correction made me so hot <laughs> when you sure five out of five i was like no four four then <laughs> darn it why did yes, i waver yes indeed all right so that's what i mean folks i checked the five star review for this episode and it tells me that 70 percent of tv time users agree with me 21 percent said four out of five eight percent said three out of five one percent said two out of five and zero percent said a one out of five all right. Now, as for the favorite, we don't talk about the the uh, emotions because they're a little arbitrary here, uh, and you can vote for more than one, so there's there's no point in talking about those. But 
Favorite character, I believe that you said your favorite character was Jack Dawkins, the Artful Dodger himself. Well, yeah, and I think so did you and the uh, viewers. Okay, was I right? Did you say Jack yes, Dawkins? Yes, I did. Okay, all right. Oh, wait, wait, so wait, 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 can I change yours? You said Fagan. Sure. Oh, yeah, I said Fagan. I gotta <laughs> tell you, my, my, my default setting is going to be Fagan. I figured uh, it unless, out, yeah. Unless Fagan is, like, not in an episode, it's gonna be Fagan. So, it's gonna be very easy for you. So, um, yeah, I said Fagan. Only 2% of the users of TV time agreed with me, though. So, uh, 76% said Jack Dawkins, which leaves 22% for Lady Bell. I think uh, Jack and Fagan are really interesting. Bell definitely can be. I mean, she, especially near the mm-hmm. end of the episode, but very yeah. intriguing to me. So, yeah, I'm interested where the series is going to go. I don't really know what the plot is. Like, has it really advertised what the season wide plot is, or is it just the fact mm-hmm. of, hey, Fagan's back in Jack's life? <laughs> we'll see what goes on from there yeah yeah i think you're gonna get some answers to that in the next episode so okay because right. I, I have seen the next yeah, episode but I, mm-hmm. yes but uh, so i think you're gonna get some answers as to what the overarching plot of this series is gonna be and we don't know by the way if this is going to be uh, a one series thing or if it's going to get a season two or we, we have no idea as we record this we don't know so would love to know <laughs> maybe we will by the out. time we finish recording it <laughs> yeah that's right it makes it easier to make predictions and such so anyway all right well hey i'm glad you like this i'm glad you at least are <laughs> is enjoying that a sigh of relief it. for you it is a <laughs> sigh of relief I, I thought you were gonna hate this series and i was like i don't even care if he hates it i want to watch this <laughs> well, i don't like that mentality <laughs> <laughs> i know i know but I mean, I'm, yeah, this is a series that has been on my radar for quite a while. Uh, I, I thought this might be a, something that I wanted to cover. Uh, it just so happened that we're uh, we're recording this at least at a time when there's not much new coming out that we wanted to cover, and so this fits kind of nicely. We're we're a little late to the game, and we recognize that, folks. But by the time you hear this, we will be pretty deep into the series. <laughs> so uh, because we're we're recording this significantly earlier than we drop it. That we are, like we've dropped okay. other stuff in recent time, right, Mr. Sam? That's true. We have. Recently, we we were back-ordered on Bodies on Netflix. You know, we recorded that about a month before we dropped it. Uh, and seems like people really enjoyed our coverage. That was great. A very successful series for us. So if you haven't checked out Bodies on Netflix, maybe you want to do that. And, and maybe you want to check out our coverage as well. Uh, we just finished covering uh, Murder at the End of the World. I wonder how that wound up. We don't know. But uh, we've recently covered shrinking. Uh, we this and I'm trying to think of of a series that most closely resembles the Artful Dodger. Maybe only murders in the building. Yeah, and to, uh, only murders in the building replicates it the best out of the series we've seen. Shrinking's a little yeah. too humorous at times, and is also. Well, it's also a very deep emotion. Yeah, it's not more emotionally, so there's not like yeah. the funny gore yeah. and stuff. Mrs. Davis is also pretty comical, but that's like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the same. I, uh, you're right. Uh, no, only murders in the building is yeah. That's you, if you want something more comical, if you want it more comical, Mrs. Davis. If you want it a little less comical, yeah. Dexter Newblood. You know, 
<laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some like all of our series right now since this is episode one of our coverage. Uh-huh. People may not have any idea what we've covered. So let me let me tell you everything we covered. We covered the last season of Better Called Saul. This is all in our back catalog, by the way. Uh, Black Mirror, some not a whole thing, but some episodes of Black Mirror. Centaur World, a Netflix animated musical series, very interesting. Uh, the miniseries on HBO Chernobyl. Uh, Dexter New Blood, not the original Dexter series, just the most recent re, um, reboot, uh, New Blood. The Last of Us Season 1, because Season 2 hasn't dropped yet. All of The Leftovers, my favorite series. We've covered all of Lost. That's right, all 100 and, what is it, 18 episodes? That's a lot of Lost. We've covered <laughs> it it a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Davis on Peacock. There was only one season of that. We covered it. Uh, the Old Man on FX and Hulu. We have covered season one. We're waiting on season two. Only Murders in the Building. We've covered all three seasons that have been released so far. Waiting on season four. Outer Range on Hulu. We've covered season one. Waiting on season two. We've covered all of Ozark on Netflix. All four four seasons? Three. Four. Four. It's all four, four seasons. Four seasons. Yep. Uh, we've covered season one of Russian Doll because that's as far as I acknowledge the existence of Russian Doll because I really love season one and I don't so much love season two. Uh, Shrinking, we've covered season one, waiting on season two. Uh, Watchmen, the HBO miniseries Watchmen. And The White Lotus, the first two seasons, waiting on season three. So. That, there you have it. I think that's everything that we've covered. So if any of that strikes your fancy, check it out, watch it, and then listen to our coverage. We'd love to have your listenership. We appreciate you listening this far. We'd appreciate it if you left us five-star ratings and reviews and shared the podcast around. Tell people about it. We appreciate all that. If you want to contact us, email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Probably not going to get your emails about the Artful Dodger into the Artful Dodger because we are recording this pretty well in advance. But when we start covering live series again, if any of those series that are returning start uh, showing back up, if you want to email us uh, to get your emails in on that coverage, by all means, go for it. Kurt, what else would you like to say before we sign off here? Well, hopefully Fagan turns a new leaf and he genuinely starts to just stop caring about other people as much as he does right now i think he's too much of a caring person but we'll have to see that's right that's right and just like fagan we gotta go because i gotta look out for number one shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day